0: about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing What thing. you think is in Our there brains aren't really finished. They're not fully mind. cooked yet. R-O. You go with your heart. You don't have any brain. idea why yeah, because we're doing so most smart. of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. They are impervious to criticism. They simply will not hear the negative feedback. I'm Art Markman. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Jack Anderson, in for Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, The Dark Triad. Personality psychologists usually are not that interesting when it comes to naming things. So, for example, the five most prominent personality characteristics. What do they call those, Art? The big five. Wow. Yeah. Creativity abounds. Right. it just run amok. (laughs) But hats off to the folks who created what may be one of the best names of any construct in all of psychology. Wait for it. The Dark Triad. Yeah, it cries out for for sound effects and music and all sorts of things. The dark triad, which is every bit as dark as you'd think it is from the name. So it's a triad. There's three of them. It is psychopathy, so being a psychopath, Machiavellianism, and narcissism. These are people who believe deeply that the ends justify the means, that their goals are of paramount importance, that they are willing to manipulate the people around them to do whatever they want them to do, and that that manipulation towards their own ends is fine. And they believe that all important things start with them and move outward. And that they are truly more important than everyone else, that narcissism component can also potentially veer into that kind of vulnerable narcissism where people who then criticize you are met with rage. And so in the event that at work or worse yet, I guess, in your personal life, you are consistently in the presence of somebody high in this set of characteristics, then you are around someone who is constantly trying to manipulate you to get you to do the things that they want you to do. And some of that manipulation can be done through praise and nice things, but it can also be through threats. Sure. And so this is just a thoroughly unpleasant set of characteristics that run together in a certain set of individuals.
1: Yeah. Like you say, it's tremendously detrimental to human (laughs) well-being and often to the person who is the possessor of the triad as well. But it's interesting how in many situations that a person with those characteristics who's in a position of authority, that person actually persists for a very long time. Right? Because if the metrics don't include issues of well being, if there's a task to be completed and the task or tasks are getting done, well then, for many people, how it gets done and what kinds of stressors all the people who are working
0: with this person are experiencing really doesn't matter. Yeah. A competent person who is also high in the dark triad is actually likely to rise up in organizations. Because think about this, to be manipulative, you have to be pretty self-aware because you have to understand your goals, other people's goals, what it is that they're trying to accomplish and then to try to use that to your own ends. So early in your career, when you don't necessarily have a lot of power, you have a capacity to suck up to the people who do have some power, to do what needs to be done to help them to achieve their goals. As long as you then call attention to it, that's the narcissism component, so that you get recognized for that. And so it's no surprise that early on, people who are good at what they do, but are high in this set of characteristics, will be noticed and will put themselves in positions where they can get promoted. And it's only after they reach a position of authority and have the opportunity to abuse that power that the darkness of that triad begins to come out. Because you could ask yourself, you know, how does somebody like this get into a position of authority in the first place? I mean, didn't anybody see this? And the answer is, well, no, not necessarily. Because if you're really good at manipulating people, you manipulate people into a position where they think, oh, that's the person I want to have in this position of yeah. authority. I think
1: in the structures of organizations, this kind of leads into where do you get your information if you're going to make a decision about personnel and leadership, right? Because yeah. typically the people who feel the brunt of this triad are the people who are working for or under. If or no longer that working for. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, that person. And and oftentimes, because they're skillful at manipulation, the people that they're reporting to have no inkling that there's any problem. Because how could there be? Because this person seems just delightful in every way. Yeah.
0: If you find yourself working under somebody who is high in the dark triad, one of the things that you want to do is to find other allies in the organization who can help you to navigate your way around it. Now, this is hard because you don't necessarily want to go over that person's head because they will find out and they will come down on you for that. But if you can find people who are somewhat parallel to that other individual that you could reach out to for some amount of support and potentially for a lifeline to draw you over to another unit, that can be really useful. And of course, if a few people at that level begin to notice what's going on, they can provide sources of information that will be more likely to be heard by the folks higher up in the organization who might actually be able to do something about it. If it turns out that the person high in the dark triad is the the big boss. Get out.
1: See ya. One of the things to think about, though, that's sort of interesting is where information flows from when the effectiveness of in- individuals is being evaluated. How do you have a flow of information that allows for not only effective management, but self-correction when self-correction is warranted? That's a big deal when you think about it. I mean, we Art and I teach on a university campus, and one of the things that happens is we get feedback from lots of places, from peers and from student comments and those kinds of things, not any one of which is dispositive, nor should it be, but all of that provides information about how we're perceived by the people we work with and for and the students whom we teach, and that's an important part of developing a kind of culture in an institution where people feel like not only their voices are heard, but you make sure the people
0: who are in positions when they exercise authority over other people are the right people. If in fact you discover that you've got somebody high in that dark triad working for you and you want to train them to be a better leader, don't. Yeah. (laughs) Because they might learn how to hide some of what they're doing, but it will come back out. Yeah. Next time, we'll talk about legacy with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. You can listen back to this show or any of our archive shows at KUT.org and subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Our engineers are David Alvarez, Jake Perlman, and Michael Crawford. I'm Jack Anderson, in for Rebecca McEnroy, and I co-produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.